And we're going we're gonna to have some time at the end of service and pray over the teens before they head out. Brian and Joy and Chris are hopefully sleeping right now. Told them to, to, to stay at home and sleep since they're going to be driving all night. So let's be praying that they're getting good rest right now. And um, how many are excited about what God's going to do in our teens this week? Amen. I'm super excited. And I know God's, God's going to move powerfully. And I believe that it's going to get started tonight with this prayer we're going to do for them at the end of the service. Um, but I, don't, I want to uh, start groundwork tonight for the month of July. If you weren't here last Sunday night, just to let you know, um, we're going to be talking, if Joel, you'd put that up there. Um, we're going to be believing on Sunday nights for the entire month of July that God is going to uh, refill us every Sunday night. And, you know, in the summer, it's hot, it's nasty, it's drought, it's, uh, it's uh, we need water more than ever. So I'm going to have this up here so you can be thirsty looking at it. And um, I want this summer, this, this month of July especially, to be where we're just being replenished and refreshed. So I'm going to be giving messages about that and teaching on that. And I want to give you some uh, stuff tonight. And I just want you to have the mentality of every Sunday night that I'm coming. I'm not going to miss that service because i got to get back and i got to get refreshed. That's going to be our focus, okay? Our focus is going to be being refreshed and being replenished. And, you know, I was thinking as we're going to look in Genesis in just a second, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit are like electrolytes. How many know how important electrolytes are? They, they, uh, they're in those sport drinks, and uh, when you get really dehydrated, um, you need water, but you also need electrolytes. And they are like what makes an engine run. You know, they make it run smoothly. And so we, during this summer, we need to be replenished, amen, in our spirits. And this is a time where I believe um, the, that the enemy would like us to be dry. He would like us to be um, just kind of going through the motions, and I don't want that to happen. So I was thinking about this. Water is so important. I want you to think about this. Water is so important to God that he talked about it a lot. And when I say a lot, there's about twelve to 15,000 verses in the Bible about water and rain and rivers and seas. And so water is 75% of our body. You know, it's a humongous part of the earth. And, and it starts in Genesis. I want you to look at Genesis chapter 1 and see how much, even in the very first scriptures of the Bible, God talks about water. In the second verse of the Bible, if you don't think it's important, we see water. The second verse. We know verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Most people know that verse, right? 2 says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the what? Waters. Now stay with me here. Go down and look a little further down in verse 6. And it says, God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. And then we see down further in verse, um, uh, I think it's 9. Yes. God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so, verse 10, and God, God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. 
And so we continue to see him go on later down when he talks about the fruits and the, and the herbs and different things and how it will be. In verse 20 it says, uh, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let the birds fly across the earth, the face of the firmament of the heavens. And so we see all these verses about water, water, water. And so water is really, really important to God. And so it should be really important to us. And in the spiritual realm, it's not, I'm not just talking about the physical. I'm talking about the spiritual realm. Uh, water is symbolic for us tonight. Okay? And so I want us to understand. I want you to look over in, in Genesis uh, chapter 2. He talks about water again. He actually talks about four rivers that are flowing through the Garden of Eden. And it says in verse, um, number, verse 11 of chapter 2, the name of the first river, actually let's go to 10. Now a river went out of Eden to do what? Water the garden. And from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first was Pishon. Then it goes on further down to say in verse 13, the name of the second river is Gihon. And then it says in verse 14, and the name of the third river is Hidekel. And then in the first, fourth river is Euphrates. And so I'm just trying to give you a, a, a little groundwork here to show you how important water is to God that he talks about it over and over in the very first chapter of the Bible. And we're going to get in a second to see that he talks about it in the very last chapter of the Bible. So if God talked about something in the first chapter and the last chapter and a whole lot in between, then we need to understand water is important. And so this is a time for us to understand that we come in on Sunday nights, we need to ask God for the water of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need to ask Him to refresh us and replenish us and continue to keep us. You know, how many have ever had, let me ask you this, how many have ever had cramps from being dehydrated? Very painful. I'm a preventative kind of guy. I want to stay, I don't want to have spiritual cramps. Amen. I want to stay replenished. I want to stay full of water spiritually. And I don't want to get dry because being dry is not a good place. Amen. It's not a good thing to be dry. And so we need to, to, to be conscious about this this summer spiritually to make sure that we um, are fighting. I know tonight, and in, in, in this was kind of like this last night, and these are holiday times. This is a holiday weekend. So I understand those things. But I want us to fight through the normal and make this make the statement to us to ourselves and the church that we're going to be here we're going to come back on sunday nights and seek the lord amen and those that don't make it are going to miss out on what god's going to do i want you to go um, to to john in just a second but i do want you to write this down this is just quick groundwork tonight jeremiah chapter 2 write that down jeremiah chapter 2 this is really important because in the middle of the bible he makes a statement there was a bunch of verses I could read here, but I don't want to tonight to show you how important water is and that we get the water from God. Um, here's the example. In the world, physical world, this is what we need to survive right here. Water. Real water. Pure water. No additives. Just water. What, what do we put in our bodies a lot of times? Coke. Soda. Coffee. Tea. And all kinds of other things. And the reason is, is because a lot of times we like the taste of those things better. And, and what we see in the spiritual realm a lot of times is, is God has living water for us. He has water that hydrates us, water that blesses us, water that helps us. But sometimes we don't want to drink that, uh, the good stuff, and we kind of go for the shortcuts. Stuff that tastes good. Amen? Does that, everybody make, does that make sense to you? So if you, if you want to get hydrated, you can't drink... Um, Orange Crush or, or Dr. Pepper 
You might like the taste of it, but what is it actually going to do? It's actually going to make it worse. It's actually going to make you more thirsty. Caffeine actually dehydrates you more. And so we got to understand that water is really important. If it's water, if it's important physically, then it's very important spiritually. And God makes a statement in Jeremiah 2, and I'm going to go into this more later, this entire month I'm going to be talking about this, but I preached a whole message one time, and I might preach that message again, about wells and cisterns. And the idea is, here's what Jeremiah 2 says. Don't look at it for time, but listen. He says these words. He says, you have forsaken me, the living water. That's what he says in Jeremiah chapter 2. He says, you've forsaken me, the living water. And he says, you've made for yourselves cisterns. So that's exactly the example of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, a doctor would tell you, drink water. And we say, no, nah, I don't need water. I just need something wet, and we'll drink Coke. Well, it's going to make you sick. It's going to hurt you. And so what we do spiritually a lot of times is we know what we're supposed to do. We know we're supposed to read. We know we're supposed to pray. We know we're supposed to be in fellowship. We know all these things, but we make things for ourselves, and we forsake the living water, which is God. We forsake the real living God. How many, how many understand what I'm saying? We can try to take shortcuts a lot of times or, or try to do things our ways. And he's saying, don't do that. He says, if you want to make it, you need to drink from the living well, which is me. So he actually says that in Jeremiah 2. He says, you've forsaken me, the living water. Now that takes us to John chapter 7. If you, uh, John chapter 4. Let's go over there real quick. This is just groundwork for this month. Today's the first Sunday of the month. And I want to give you some of these verses, and we'll, 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 we'll expound on them more later. I, I think I read this last week, but I want to read it again. John chapter 4. Mean amen when you get there. This woman is at the well, and Jesus is talking to her, and he says in verse 10, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So if, if you don't get anything else out of this tonight, I want you to have in your spirit that God has a living water for us. Okay? A living water. A real water that will give us life. And, and, and he has it freely for us, but how many know we don't have because we don't ask? Right? He, there, there's a well of God. There's a well of living water that, that, he, that he has for us, but we have to go and we have to drink from it. If we drink from somewhere else, if we drink from something else, we're not going to get the living water. And he goes on in verse 11. The woman says, uh, you don't have anything to draw with. And I, and, I, and I underlined this last week. She says, the well is deep. I believe that the well is deep for God. Amen. It, it means the well is deep, meaning there's a lot of water there, and his water will never run dry. When there's a lack of supply of water in the world physically, his water will never run dry. We'll never go to his well and there not be something there. His well is deep. Amen. There's a lot of it there, and there's more than enough there, but we got to go to it, and we got to draw from that well. And then it says in verse 13, Jesus answered and said, whoever drinks of this water, and he's talking about that physical water, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. That's a great promise. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Aren't those some awesome verses? 
So he's a, he's a, he's a living spring. He's a, he's a well that's deep. He's, a, he's someone, he wants us to go to him and get that living water. Uh, write it down. Don't look at it for time. John 7 says something very, very similar. He says, verse 37 and 38, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood out and cried, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Don't we, don't we have a world today that is thirsty? But they're not drinking from the well. They're not drinking the living water. They're drinking, they're drinking so, uh, uh, Coke. They're drinking tea. They're drinking coffee. They're drinking things that are wet. But they're not going ch- to quench their thirst. And they're searching and they're, and they're dying. The world's dying because if you don't drink water, you'll die. And so God put a, a need in our bodies spiritually he put a need in us for water for living water but we don't drink the living water so we're we're getting when i say coke and water and for tea and and those things that's what the world offers temporary things things that are that are not going to last things that are are counterfeit things that look like they're good but they're not and and they're, they're drinking of those things and they're just getting more and more dehydrated and eventually if you don't get real water you'll die so the world dies Every day, the world's dying spiritually because they don't want to drink of the living water. And Jesus said, whoever thirsts, I love that he's open to everybody. Whoever's thirsty can come to me and drink. And he says, here's how. He who believes in me, verse 38, and the scripture has said, out of his heart, we've been talking about the heart on Wednesday nights, will flow rivers of living water. That's what we need tonight as a church And as believers, we need the river of living water flowing through us so that other people can want what we have. So that we can give to others. Amen? And and listen, I'll go into this a little more this month and stuff, but we could spend a lot of time on this because today, one of the most biggest needs in the world, if not the biggest need in the world, is fresh water. Water to drink. Some of the biggest ministries in the world are, are focusing Uh, 100% on wells, going to countries that don't have uh, running water. Now, of course, they need to make sure that they're doing the gospel equally with that because a lot of people are doing humanitarily, and that's great that they're giving them water, but they're going to die spiritually even though they're good physically. But the idea is we're in a time of famine, so to speak, of water. And there's not enough good water in the world. And, and I don't know the percentage at this moment, but it's great because we take for granted here, even though even in our own country we have a city that we know is very famous for not having good water, even in our own country. Many countries around the world take for granted clean water and, and all that goes with that. And so there's much to be said about that. But I want us to understand as a church that we have tonight living water inside of us. But we have to make sure that how many know that, that, a, that a river can get blocked? A river needs to flow for it to be good water. If a river stops and gets dammed up and clogged up, it's no longer good because the water's not flowing. And so the, the picture there in our lives is we make sure that we stay in the river. We make sure that the word, the word of God is flowing and the Spirit of God is flowing through us so that it never gets dammed up and never gets clogged up and that river and living water is flowing constantly and cleansing us, keeping us hydrated and keeping us on fire for God. Okay? Rivers of living water. Now let's go to Revelation. I'll close tonight told you I just want to give you a few verses. I'm going to have some time of prayer. 
So we start in Genesis, and now we go to Revelation. And I'm going to give a whole lot in between the next few weeks on Sunday nights. But Revelation 22, 17. And next Sunday night, don't forget that we'll be having a service where the teens will be, will be um, testifying about what God did this whole week in camp. Revelation 21. Give me an amen when you get there. I want you to look at two verses here in Revelation. So we saw in the second verse of the Bible, we saw that uh, God talked about water. And now when we go to Revelation chapter 21, verse 6, look what, look what Jesus says. He says, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Amen. What a great promise. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. That doesn't seem like a really important place to put something about water, but he does. He mentions it again. He says there's something that he's, well, you know what he's basically saying? You can't live without this. We, we, we can try all day long. And some of you may have had experience. Some people do not like to drink water. And not drinking water brings pain. Okay, if anybody's ever had to pass kidney stones, if anybody's ever had problems with, with their digestion because of lack of water, it is not fun. It's not good to not have water in your body. You cannot make it without water. We cannot make it without the river of living water in our lives, which is Jesus. We need him in our lives, and we need him to flow freely in us. Amen? And so he says, I'll give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. So water's not just important now. It's going to be important in heaven. It's going to be important in the millennial reign. It's going to be important in the new heaven and the new earth. It's going, to be, it's going to be important. Water is important. Now go to 22 and look at it. He mentions it again in one of the last three or four verses. So he mentions it in the second verse, and he mentions it in the last couple verses of Revelation 22. Verse 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Amen? So tonight, we, we have a bottle. We, we have a spirit of God in us, this water. And, and we have this, the world needs this. I mean, think about that. Can you, can you honestly, if you stop for a second and think, there is absolutely not one thing in the world more important than this. Not one. You can live without food for a few days. But what is it, three days you can go without water scientifically if you get there? You cannot live without this. People have fasted 40 days. People have gone a long time without food. But this right here is life. And, and so, so it is spiritually. This is a commodity. This is, this, is, this is the most important thing in the whole world physically, and the water of Jesus Christ, the water of life, is the most important thing spiritually. And, and we need to understand that we have this. If, if we went out to this, this and we'll do, we're going to do this on the outreach on the 15th, we're going to take a lot of water with us. One of the best ways to outreach in the summer is have water. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty simple. No matter where people are, they need water. And here's the crazy thing, though. If you've ever done this in the past, we've done some stuff stuff on uh, 4th of July and different places, different times, a bunch of times in the past, we've done the 4th of July parade, and we've taken water out. And it's crazy that people would turn water down. 
what they do. People actually turn water down physically. So that's the same thing that happens spiritually. I mean, if you're thirsty, why would you turn water down? Amen? But sometimes they don't realize how much they need this water. But I want you to just begin to think and picture right here, as you see in this picture, living water for a thirsty soul. You know, sometimes you can be dehydrated and not know it. So you can be spiritually dehydrated and not know it. But once you get dehydrated, it's not good. And, it's, and you got to replenish. So we got to make sure that we don't let our souls and our spirits get dehydrated this summer. So we got to stay in the river. Amen. We got to stay in the water. Amen. We got to stay in the presence of God and not allow ourselves to get to that place. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. I'm going to ask just Jamila to come if she would. And she's going to play the piano. Oh, no, I want you, still need to get Desi. Yeah. And I'm going to ask real quick. Everybody stand, please. We're going to pray for our teens tonight. But I want to do something uh, a little different. I want to ask, if I call you out, I want you to come stand up here. And uh, we're going to have uh, all the, some adults pray.